we meet every weekend at Ivantown. Yeah, yeah. I play Texas Hold'em. <laughs> Not too much. No, yeah. Not too much. Everyone's busy. Too. It's being re-released -re now in this DVD set. Do you think that it will hold the same sort of appeal for a, a younger generation? Well, I hope so. We get told all the time, hey, I love that movie, or I show it to my kids. And kids sort of discover these movies on their own. Uh, we're having kind of a renaissance day. Sony just uh, brought out Stripes again, you know, a movie we made almost 20 years ago. And uh, and now both of these Ghostbuster movies, I'm feeling good. Right, so <laughs> you get some kind of take or something on us, right? Come on. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Give us a... <laughs> All right, can we go take a look at the car? Because oh, the car, Ecto-1, yeah. right, is That's here. the real deal. The real deal. So this okay. was actually the car that was used in the filming. Yes. Okay, you tell me, it's a 1959 what? It's the a Cadillac. Cadillac. It's a 59 Cadillac, I yeah. Know. We couldn't remember. Danny's idea was that uh, we we bought this ambulance and converted it. And Ackroyd actually had sketches of all the equipment and stuff. Here we go. All right. And we used to drive this around New York. Now, what was that like driving no one this knew, around? No one knew about Ghostbusters. So, and you know, when you make a shot, you have to get back to where you started. So, the, no one knew it was it was even part of a movie. They'd see this thing going down the street, and they go like just like this, equipped like this. Yeah, they say, "Hey, what's that?" We just go. Ghostbusters. They go, oh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> you spent a lot of time in it, so why don't you get behind the wheel? I was always in the back. Yeah, you were yeah. in the back. Well, he, he never got to drive. You didn't get to drive. I was in the drive all the yeah. time. Well, does it do Pop anything? There, buddy. Does it do anything special now? Uh, not well, that this you, works. Not that you would Nothing know. works. None of this means anything. Nothing means anything. Nothing. You know, he yeah. just tried to do the best he can. It was a lot of flashing lights. Everything was flashing lights. Uh, any, any great stories during, well, I would tell, during the filming? Uh, I would always, the great stories, in terms of the Exomobile, it's so hard to get around to New York anyway. I would just say, okay, here's what we have to accomplish on this shot. And you think you can get back here in five minutes. Just And Danny was such a good driver yeah. that uh, I could count on him to sort of get back they put the lights on and people would get out of the way like it was a real ambulance. Murray and Aykroyd are two of the great joy riders of all time. You know, that, we were always off on some sidetrack, you know, and this film was not, you know, above taking a car like this off-road if necessary, you know. So. Give us give us some little piece of trivia that, that maybe perhaps we don't know about. about. No, there was a day we were shooting on Central Park West. Big shot, the whole, there's this earthquake going on right. and the yes. whole building's falling apart. And it shut down Central Park West, and then it shut down 65th and 66th going through the park. So yeah. that shut down Fifth mm -hmm. Avenue, and that shut down the whole east side. And then it shut down Columbus Circle, which shut down 9th and 8th and yeah. Broadway. People were very happy with oh, you. Yeah, we effectively closed out Manhattan. Yeah, that that lovely, lovely. People thought it was real. Yeah. You know, people in buses been, were stuck over there and said, oh, my God. Ivan uh, Reitman and Harold Ramis, it's so good to see you. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I don't like doing these episodes because I don't want this to turn into a graveyard podcast. But when it's someone important, if you grew up in the 1970s, if you grew up in the 1980s, you remember his films. I can name them and each one is associated with a memory. Animal House, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Dave, Beethoven. Many of the, these films that I'm going to mention he either produced or directed. I also want to 
pay my respects to my Canadian friends because this man was a beloved director from Canada. Originally born in Czechoslovakia, his family sought refuge in Canada. Mr. Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman died today at the age of 75. I had to... I was going to do something else. I'll probably do that later. (sighs) His son is, of course, Jason Reitman. Now, Jason Reitman, different career than his father's, but in recent, took on the mantle of Ghostbusters by directing Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, that clip that I played for you, that's very poignant because they're both gone now. You've got Ivan Reitman in that clip and Harold Ramis. In fact, Harold Ramis was there. They did a wonderful way of paying tribute to him in Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, Harold Ramis, or Harold Ramis, uh, Ivan Reitman's first film, Orientation, in 1968, followed by Foxy Lady, Cannibal Girls, Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Legal Eagles, Twins, Ghostbusters 2, Kindergarten Cop, Dave Jr. He liked working with Arnold. Father's Day, Six Days, Seven Nights, Evolution, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, No Strings Attached, and Draft Day. Draft Day was his final film that he directed, and he also produced Animal House, well, he directed Animal House. Or did he? Who directed Animal House? No, oh, he produced it. Okay, John Landis directed it. So, as a producer, he did Animal House, Heavy Metal, Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot, Space Jam, Private Parts, Postgrad, Up in the Air, uh, which got him an Oscar nomination. It was a film that his son directed. Hitchcock, Ghostbusters, Baywatch, Father Figures, Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, I first and foremost wanted to pay my respects to the Canadians who, and well, I, everyone loved him, but he was at heart a Canadian. And years ago, he received a, a Canadian Walk of Fame. He talked about that in his interview with George Strombolopoulos. But like I said, if you if you grew up in the 1970s and the 80s, we all watched Harold Ramis' films. We all did. We loved them. I think Ghostbusters in particular. Ghostbusters, that, that is the moment. That is the movie. But there's so much more in terms of... Uh, my goodness... but he did a really funny movie that I want to play because I love comedies we live in a world where we take ourselves too seriously and Danny DeVito great comedian and then you've got Mr. Action Star who is also a great comedian we found out in this I'm the Schwarzenegger Across the world, no wrong. I just wrote a day for day. 
but believe me, I've been looking forward to this moment my whole life. It is, it, I've been on my island. I'm telling you, this is absolutely incredible that I've looked for this. You gotta talk into the phone, bozo. <laughs> Vincent. Dearest Vincent, I know you don't know who I am, but believe me, I came halfway across whoa, the whoa, world. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got another six hours to pay the money back. And tell the Claim brothers that harassing a man who's already in the slammer is beneath even them, all right? I don't know any Claim brothers. I'm your brother, Julius. Huh? Come again? My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Obviously. The moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. <laughs> You're not identical twins. <gasps> oh, no? No. Well, I wouldn't be too sure, pal. I don't lie. I am your brother, and you must let me help you get out of here. You want to help me get out? Yes, right now. Well, money talks and bullshit walks. <laughs> Celebrate the 15th anniversary. We're gonna play Twister. We're gonna do some break dancing. Of one of the funniest movies of all time. What are you supposed to be? Some kind of a cosmonaut? <laughs> no, we're exterminators. Somebody saw a cockroach up on 12. Ghostbusters, the movie that scared us with spirits. Generally, you don't see that kind of behavior in a major appliance. Wowed us with gadgets. <laughs> And covered us with slime. Ah! He slimed me. I feel so funky. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, Annie Potts, Ernie Hudson, in a film by Ivan Reitman. You have been a participant in the biggest interdimensional cross-rip since the Tunguska Blast of 1909? So great. <laughs> Eve of the last decade of the 20th century. America's largest city is about to pay for the nastiness of its inhabitants. When that day comes, when the slime starts to rise, the Titanic just arrived. When ghosts start arriving by the boatload, we gotta find the guys. There's only one thing to do. Sometimes, weird things happen. Someone has to deal with it. And who are you going to call? Suck in the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters. The superstars of the supernatural are back. To nuke the spooks. Short, you're 
belly button sticks out too far, and you're a terrible burden on your poor mother. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, and Ernie Hudson. In an Ivan Reitman I thought, let's just celebrate him. In an, I, I, I always love how they would do that with the trailers in an Ivan Reitman film. Um, it's not lost on me that this comes off of the heels of Ghostbusters Afterlife. So before we go there, I want to just dive into the beginnings. Ivan Reitman was born in the predominantly ethnic Hungarian town of Kormara. Okay. We always have to use the tech. This, this is what the technology is for. Camorno in Czechoslovakia on October 27, 1946. Both of parents were Hungarian Jews. His mother survived the Auschwitz concentration camp and his father was an underground resistance fighter. His family came to Canada as refugees when Ivan Reitman was four years old. Reitman attended Oakwood uh, College Gate in Toronto. It was a member of the Twin Tone for a singing group. He attended McMaster University, receiving a Bachelor of Music in 1969. At McMaster, he produced and directed many short films. Reitman's first producing job was with this, the then new station, City TV, in Toronto. City was also known as the home of the first announcing job of his later friend and collaborator, Dan Aykroyd. However, Reitman's tenure at City was short, and he was fired during his first year by station owner Moses Zenmar. In Toronto, he produced the stage production Spellbound, which evolved into Broadway production The Magic Show. Reitman's first commercial film ventures were as a producer of the two films for director David Cronenberg, Shivers, and Rabid. His big break came when he produced National Lampoon's Animal House in 1978 and directed Meatballs in 1979. He did a lot of great films. And I thought, let's... It's good to go to now, to the present, where this was an interview with him and his son when they were making Ghostbusters Afterlife. For that to be the final film, yeah, it's very, it's poignant. I did not expect to cry like a baby. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! If it you was... were crying, you should have seen my dad cry. <laughs> yeah, were you? Yeah, very much. Oh but, my. I mean, I, I started weeping um, way back as soon as Jason uh, told me the story the very first time that he explained that he thought he had a Ghostbusters idea that he was considering doing. And he told me the story and it was, I could feel the emotionality of it and how it was such the right idea to continue this story that I was fortunate enough to direct in 84. I, I love that. It's such an honor to talk to you both. Uh, working together on this film, Father and Son, sounds wonderful. I'm sure it's not without its challenges, though. I want to know what the biggest disagreement you two had while making this How movie. There was one. <laughs> Listen, you you said this in the opening for the movie last night. All right, fair enough. I'll give it to you. I, I actually know what it is. Uh, and I know where people are going to, but people are going to totally take my father's side on this. Okay, let's let's hear it. More slime, 
less slime. <laughs> I wanted more slime. I think slime was an important iconographic idea to the movie. And um, um, I thought Jason sort of had a more delicate approach to it than I would have. But I saw this quote uh, comparing it to making an old family recipe, which I thought was really beautiful. So the reverse of that question was uh, for Jason, is there a moment where having your dad on set, you were like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful because this wouldn't have happened. Oh, that happened every single day on set. You know, uh, whether we are looking at slime and trying to identify what's the exact right color, or looking at the tear dog and is it moving exactly right? Or a note that my father would give off and he was 100% right, is the importance of wind. Wind on set is the presence of a ghost. It's how you know it's your hair flowing, the trees flowing, it's dust flowing by. We had a truck that was only fans. We had everything from a leaf blower to a six foot ritter. And it was all because of my dad. It's impossible to explain how it feels to be next to not only the world's most, you know, authority on Ghostbusters, but also one of the great storytellers of our time who I can turn to and trust while making the movie. So that was an interview done by, I want to give her credit. Who were they being interviewed by? Um, what was this? Screen Rant Plus, who is the host. Okay, it doesn't say. Um, but that was uh, back in November for the press junket of Ghostbusters Afterlife. We could play many of, of Ivan Reitman's films. Um, but I don't think we have that kind of time. Um, this is, this is, I always like to give nuggets. Here we go. He directed and produced a number of comedies, including Stripes, Ghostbusters, Legal Eagles, Twins, Ghostbusters 2, Kindergarten Cop, It's Not a Tuma. We'll play a little of that. Dave Jr., Six Days, Seven Nights, Evolution. Okay. In the early 1990s, Reitman began to direct fewer films, but increased his role as a producer and executive producer through his company, Northern Lights Entertainment. He helped to produce the animated film Heavy Metal in 1981, as well as the live-action film Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone, Beethoven, Beethoven Second, Space Jam, Howard Stern's Private Parts, Road Trip, Old School, Euro Trip, and Trailer Park Boys, the movie. Uh, in 2007, Reitman was inducted into Canada's Walk of Fame. Reitman founded the uh, Montecito Picture Company, a film production company located just south of Santa Barbara, founded in 2000. He produced the comedy I Love You Man, starring Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel. Also in 2009, he produced the Academy Award-nominated film Up in the Air, directed by his son, Jason Reitman. Later, Reitman had planned to direct the erotic thriller Chloe, but he couldn't attract the cast he wanted, so Reitman decided to only serve as a producer. Okay. In his final decade, Reitman also produced biopic film Hitchcock, released on... Okay. He did Draft Day... 2021's uh, Space Jam and New Legacy... And then, of course, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was his final film in his lifetime. Um, I don't know if he had any other things lined up. So, um, the torch has really, truly been passed now. 
Um, and so I wanted to just offer my condolences. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, by the way. Um, I didn't want to say that at first because it's like this this is us paying tribute to Ivan Reitman. So good night and thank you, Ivan Reitman, for giving us some iconic moments. But who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs>